Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey, everyone. It's Ashley. And it's Anna. And we are incredibly excited, Ashley and I are today, because the two of us have been on our own mindfulness journey trying to find balance within ourselves and in our lives. And our guest that we have today is here to help us. Nancy McGovern came to mindfulness in a roundabout way by way of dance. And so she knows all about motion. And somewhere along the line, she realized that we were just not connecting the way that we should be or the way that we used to. So welcome, Nancy, because if there's one thing that all of us need right now, it is some connection. So. Hi, Nancy. Thank you. Hi. Yeah, connection is one of my favorite words. I actually um, have taught several classes called Reconnect, which are kind of a passion of mine where it's intergenerational. And I have preschoolers with senior citizens with everything in between. And it's a game-based class. So we do a little bit of yoga, a little bit of meditation, and then some interactive games for connection. I love that. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and Nancy, okay, hold on. Talking about reconnection, I like for our listeners, I have known Nancy since I was a child. So like <laughs> we go way, way, way back. So now we're reconnected. We're in in, the, in our new, like, I guess, like our career paths. Um, our adult lives. Yeah, yeah, our adult life. And here we are. So I just want to throw that out there too. It's just so nice and fun to reconnect with you. Nancy was a dance teacher at my mom's dance studio for years. Wow. And she knew my whole family. I was, I think when I had my first child, I was teaching there and she is mm, a grown person. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That magical age of grown. Well, <laughs> so Nancy, tell us, how did you come, I guess it can almost be full circle, right? How did you come from dance into mindfulness, meditation and yoga? Yeah. So I found yoga when I was looking for exercise after my dance life. And um, I just wasn't really finding any kind of exercise I love to do. And I actually went to a yoga class at my gym and I really loved it from the first class I took. And there's lots of different types of yoga. And I was taking several different types of yoga at the time. Um, and I started to wonder about the possibility of becoming a teacher and adding that into my teaching world. By then I was teaching dance. And um, so I started looking for a teacher training, but as you know, when you have young children, you're just driving a lot of the time. So much of my time was spent driving that I literally didn't really, I, in fact, I give you guys a lot of credit with your careers because I was just barely making it working part-time, teaching part-time and driving people around and, you know, and making dinner and those kinds of things. Um, so I finally found a time to do teacher training when my kids all started driving themselves. <laughs> and right. other. Uh, so it was much later in life that I finally did my teacher training. And as I was doing that, I was noticing that, my teenagers were becoming stressed. And then I was looking around and noticing that other teens in our area were really very stressed. And I was beginning to study meditation and mindfulness at that point. And um, 
seeing just what it could do for your brain and your stress level. And I started thinking, how can I help these teens, you know, with a background in dance and yoga? And so I thought, well, if we can incorporate the mindfulness and start with the teens, then maybe we can help their stress level. And then I thought, oh, maybe middle school, really, they need to already know it by the time they're that age. And then I thought, oh, really, elementary school. And then I thought, why am I not doing this with the preschoolers I'm teaching? Because I've been teaching preschool dance. And I thought, if they have it that young, and honestly, that that age is the age that will try anything. Right. Little, they'll try anything. I have those little ones, they'll close their eyes and try. And we use chimes and a lot of different tactics to get them to kind of go inside and start to um, just notice their feelings and how their body feels. Because I think we've become so dissociated with our bodies. I think all the social media and the TV and the screen time and the Minecraft and the games and um, we just aren't outside running and playing and is in tune with our bodies. So I started adding it to my preschool classes. So at that time I was teaching teens and preschoolers basically. And, um, and then that led me to this box that we'll talk about later, which yeah. is something we can use in the schools or how, in preschool. How did, how did your teens take to it? Because, um, a year ago for my birthday, I told my teenager, I told my kids, and my whole family, my husband did it too, we did the 21-day meditation challenge. My husband liked it. Yeah, it was my birthday. They had to do it. It was my birthday present. I said, that's what I wanted for my birthday. That was a great present. Yeah, I, I, this year I asked for a Rube Goldberg presentation, and my daughter said no. So um, we're going to do yoga instead. They just don't know it. But... I don't know. My two, my, my two kids, you know, at the time they were 15 and, and 11 and they just, they, they, they were like, uh, it's like 10 minutes of whatever, you know, like they couldn't, they didn't see what Ashley and I, cause we do practice. Ashley and I do practice meditation. Yeah. I think it's a really tricky thing. And that's one of the things about the teenagers. I think if they can come to it younger, as they start to feel that stress, they're going to know what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think to sell it to a 15 year old is a really kind of tough sell unless they're truly like suffering some from some anxiety or some, or have some need or, or if a friend (laughs) brings them along, that's a key too. But you know, as parents for us to say, I think you should try some yoga or some mindfulness does, I think they have to kind of come to it a little bit themselves by that age. That's why I've kind of come to think that maybe teaching it a little bit younger is kind of the way to go. That said, I was when I started, I was teaching teens a lot like I was teaching an adult. And we would line our, um, our mats up. And then I, I went to a teen training and... Um, they taught in a circle and that really resonated with me. So I started teaching them in a circle and I really love that because it creates connection. And I try to do some games. We did that in my teen training too. What I found in the training, the training was so interesting. Um, What I found in the training is that that provides connection because number one, when you're in a circle, you have to at least see the people across from you And then when you add in that game element, 
there's a, as long as they're like non-competitive games there. And when I say games, they're more like kind of theater games. So they're definitely non-competitive, but um, adds a little element of safety, you know, for that sympathetic nervous system. <laughs> so yeah. um, I find that provides connection, but you kind of have to work with the teens in a little roundabout way and try a lot of different things and see what works, like a little bit of journaling sometimes and just introduce things in little bite-sized pieces and see what resonates with them. And it's not always what resonates with an adult. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it Absolutely. does. I will say also, like, cause I, I feel I started my kids on meditation, like, like pretty young. Um, and we're like, I'll sometimes let them um, listen to guided meditations for kids, like on the Alexa app or on um, on the iPad and it helps and at nighttime. So it helps them go to bed or like with my 10 year old, when the pandemic first started, I, we signed up for this meditation course and we did this like hour long meditation together and it was really nice. So like, I do agree with you, like getting them involved at like a younger age and even like with, with your calm box, which we'll talk about like getting my, my four year old involved in that and um, just teaching them these, uh, stress reduction and stress releasing techniques uh, early is so they can turn to it when they are teenagers. It's mm -hmm. so important. Yeah, you know, and I, I just love teaching kids, but every age is a little bit different. So when I teach the little children, um, there's a lot more gameplay involved in movement activities. Uh, and yeah. then a seated and a little bit of it, you just have to start to get the feel for innately. Like we've been moving now we need to sit and rest and you kind of get a feel just of how the class is going energetically. Yeah. Um, and maybe now it's time we can do some breathing. They have to move a little bit there. That's the one thing like kids are movers by nature. So then to ask them to just sit in a class or to sit behind a screen, um, yeah you know, they, they need a little bit of movement. So some of the activities, even with the breath, if you can incorporate movement with the breath, it's really beneficial for the, for kids, especially, but I think right. also even for adults, most things that are good for kids are good for some adults too. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Definitely. I know I'm, I'm a mover. Um, yeah. And I just went back to school. Hmm. <laughs> say that, um, going to zoom class is hard. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of distractions. There's the chat box and there's the, you know, looking at all the little boxes of people, you know, it takes a lot of, comp um, concentration. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of concentration just to pay attention to zoom to one person yes. talking, you know, Bless these little ones and bless the teachers that are trying to get them to listen. Do you want to try something? Yes, we were just going to talk about our little, our calm in a box. Yes. Uh, so we, we each got, yes, we each got one. Ashley and I, Nancy was so nice that if, um, she sent both Ashley and I uh, calm in a box and I love it. Me too. And my kids loved it too. And um, when this, when this episode publishes, I'm going to share a cute little picture of my four-year-old Scarlett holding the heart yeah. and breathing with it. It's so cute. My favorite is, is the bubble. 
travel timer. Yeah. So the, the little box has been such a labor of love. I had talked to someone at a preschool who said, how could we as teachers do some of these activities when we don't really know that much about mindfulness and how do we guide our students? So I, it sounded easy at the time. I'll just put together a little box. And then it, what it ended up happening was it took me like a year to put together the little box because every step of the way it was like, oh, I need an artist. Oh, I think I can do that. If I just cut the little, oh, where do I find the boxes? Oh, I need a heart. And then I was sewing hearts. Oh, it needs to be washable. So we had to revamp those. I wanted the weight a little bit different. So it's taken about a year to put it all together. And then bless my daughter, who is so much better at technology. Um, she's been studying education. She's a first year teacher, bless her. Um, but she came in this summer and she filmed all the videos and she put QR codes on each one so that, yes. so that you could pop the video up from the card. So I'm so thankful to her for being my technological support. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, they're great. I looked at them and, and, and I use the QR codes. And just so our listeners know what, you know, comes in the box, uh, just the adorable little heart she was talking about. It's weighted. Yeah. It and it has a muslin um, pouch inside so they can be washed in the washer and dried. Uh, and I can't remember the exact weight. We we played with so many different weights. I was sewing them all myself. And I am. You did. Far, oh, wait. No, I'm by far not a seamstress. But I have now found somebody to sew them for me. And I'm hey, so good job. Wow. Great to delegate it, Nancy. <laughs> I'm very grateful because that was not a part I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Sewing. Yeah. Um, you have to be very patient. And, and so they said to me, a couple of different people said, oh, we can make them so much more efficiently if you made little rectangles. But honestly, I'm married to the hearts. I love them so much. Yeah, no, yeah. I love the hearts too. Don't lose the hearts. Yeah, I love them. And they're soft. They're minky fabric. And so they have a great texture. I think that tactile feel for the kids is really great. And they're used for belly breathing. And uh, before the hearts, what I was using with small children is we would use a stuffed animal on their belly. But one of the things that we know is that um, the parasympathetic nervous system loves that weight. Like if you've heard of kids using weighted blankets or even adult yeah. weighted blankets, I think the added, um, the added thing of the uh, weights in it, the little weighted pellets really is great for that belly breathing. Cool. Yeah, that's what my four-year-old really loves. Yeah. yeah. It comes with a, like a, a, a lot, about eight or nine different breathing exercises, a five-minute timer, and my fave, the bubble timer. And they, all the cards, like, like Nancy just said, had a QR reads, so you can go look at the videos. But let's do a few. Let's do a few. Let's do, okay, let's do sunshine breathing first. And Yay. to do sunshine breathing is because it's one of those that incorporates breath with movement. And what we'd love to do is be really grounded. So if you can put your feet flat on the floor and before we even start, kind of spread your feet out nice and wide and feel the weight of your the feet on the floor. I'm gonna stand up here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna stand, is that okay too? 
absolutely. Standing up is great too. We would stand in what we would call yoga mountain pose, nice and tall. And it, uh, whether you're standing or sitting, feel that really good posture with your ears over your shoulders, shoulders over hips, hips over knees. And if you're standing, you know, your knees over your feet. If you're sitting, just have your shoulders over your hips and kind of engage the belly so you're sitting up nice and tall. Have really good posture. That way your lungs have a lot of space to breathe. And just let your hands be by your side. And as we inhale, turn your palms up to the ceiling. Take a big breath in and sweep your arms all the way overhead. Deep inhale. And when they get to the top, let your palms touch and pull your hands down. Press palm into palm. Pull them down through heart center, down by your heart, by your chest as you exhale. And let them come all the way back down by your sides. And let's do that again. We'll do it two more times. Take a big breath in. And a big breath out. And this last time as we do it, we'll open our mouth and really sigh it out. So take a big breath in. And exhale, open the mouth, sigh it out. And then maybe have a seat and just place your hands in your seat in your lap and close your eyes just for a breath. And notice how you feel. Blink your eyes open. And I'm wondering how that was for you. That was amazing. I like, I could do this all day. Like, I just, I feel like I need this in my life more. My Absolutely. daughter's in the room now watching, by the way, and she's like, oh, she has a pink room. <laughs> I, I took over my daughter's um, study space and it, it looks like the American Girl Cafe. Yes, I know, right? Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. And, and it is not an accent wall. It's every single wall. I love it. I love it. And I love, I love that breathing. And, and I, I love doing that. And, and I, ha I love doing that, like, with my kids. If they don't want to do it, Alyssa, you want to do it? No, not right now. Okay. Yeah, I love that they can also sit in the chair if they're working and just need a little break. Yeah. Also inhale, you know, turn your palms up and give a good stretch and then bring them down. The, um, the great thing is there's no right or wrong way really to do it. If you're breathing and moving, you're doing it right and there's benefit. Yeah. So tell us about the benefit. Tell us what the benefit is. Well, one of the things that we know with this anxiety and stress, and I'm assuming that everyone is, or most everyone is a little more stressed right now than yeah. normal, is we know that that sympathetic nervous system is on alert all the time and really active. And the sympathetic nervous system is that fight or flight where if we had lived in prehistoric times and we needed to run from a tiger, that might be great. And really, if you're a performer and you're gonna go on stage, a little bit of that might be good. But what happens is in the world today and when we're listening to the news and we have so many unknowns, that sympathetic nervous system just wants to keep you safe. So it becomes on high alert all the time. But these breathing exercise, exercises um, really help us to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's our rest and digest. And our body really likes that state better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how do we get into that state? So let's do one that's not on the cards, just really, okay. that's okay. And this sure. is a great one for the 
parasympathetic nervous system. And what we'll do, and I'll talk us through this, is we'll inhale to a count of four, but we'll exhale for a count of six. Okay. 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 So again, before we start, find yourself really grounded. So if you're sitting, feel the weight of your seat in your chair and really ground your feet. If you happen to be barefooted, open those toes really wide. And if you're sitting, let your palms fall in your lap and notice if they're up or down. If they're down, that's usually for grounding. Up means for receiving, but there's no right or wrong answer. And sometimes we like palms up and sometimes we like palms down. So we'll take an inhale to the count of four. Deep breath in, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six. Last time, inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six. Take a big breath in and a big breath out. Close your eyes and notice how you feel. When you're ready, you can blink your eyes open. This, I have to say, Nancy, this is like the most wonderful way to start the weekend. And just I like, oh, I so true. That, but like also just to, to start the day, like I, I do this when I wake up in the morning, I just take five really slow breaths. And that's sometimes my meditation to start the day. But also knowing that I have these breaths to come back to throughout the day. Um, it's just such a great practice to have. It is a great practice. And I think too, in, in teaching kids about their breath, they can know that that breath, your breath is with you all the time. Like that's mm -hmm. something to take with you. Uh, yeah. so it's not like the box is great, but the breath is with you. And my hope is that once they've done these practices enough, they'll be ingrained and they'll know them and um, could do them anywhere. In fact, my, my daughter that was in college, I taught a number of them um, to her friends that were struggling with anxiety. And some of the ones in the box I like to do, that I like things that are tactile and use more than one of your senses. And so we'll do like the circle breathing and we'll have one finger in the palm circling one direction and then the other with your breath. And so those are things that because you're using your hands, they help you slow that breathing down, but you could do them before a test. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. And no one would know. So the ones with your fingers, I think really help you slow down your breathing and are great for test prep. Wow, that's great. Something else I think is really important to point out is that these don't take 
long to do. Like, and whenever I talk to somebody about meditation, they're like, Oh God, I can't sit for 30 minutes. And I'm like, you don't have to. Like I literally started with 30 seconds and sometimes I only have that like 10 minutes or five minutes, but even those like five breaths that you might take in the morning or one slow, deep breath, that is helpful. Right, Nancy? Like talk, talk to us about that. Oh, absolutely. Are, are you familiar with um, Shauna Shapiro? She's, no. She's an author and a professor and she does a TED talk on mindfulness. And, um, she, this is what she studied, but she started out um, going to a monastery. She had not really studied mindfulness. And so she went to meditate at a monastery in Thailand and no one spoke English. So she, she talks wow. about, yeah. So she talks about how she sat down and the monkey mind, we call it the monkey mind because people think they're not yep. doing it right because their mind's going all over the place, but that's the sign of a healthy mind. And that's what our mind. Yeah. Thank God, Ashley, you and I are healthy because our brains don't ever seem to turn off sometimes. I know. I swear. That's a sign, and I am. I am a health. We got healthy brains. We're gonna live. For, we're gonna live forever. <laughs> and and have so much knowledge in those. Yes. Uh, yeah. So so she says her mind is jumping, jumping, and so immediately she starts to judge. So she starts to judge herself. Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you are terrible at this? You're such a fake. Why can't you do this? And she says, she even starts to like judge the monks. Like, why are they just sitting there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. She says, why are they helping me? I know, right? So finally a monk comes from London who speaks English. And she said, or she says to him, like, I'm having so much trouble with this. I don't understand. Why can't I do this? And he said, Shauna, dear, he said, you're not practicing mindfulness. You're practicing judgment. You're practicing You're practicing frustration. Yeah. <laughs> so what and do you do? How do you get out of that then? Well, she says, he said five words that have changed my life. And what he said is, what you practice grows stronger. So the idea with, with the meditation and mindfulness is you're practicing bringing your mind back, bringing your mind back, bringing your mind back. And it's the bringing your mind back that's bringing you into the here and now. But the, the trick is that you have to do it with compassion for yourself and curiosity. So that's what mindfulness yeah. is. So mindfulness is, is paying attention to the now, but with compassion and curiosity. Okay. All right. I love and that's compassion for so ourselves. <laughs> So, I, we have to remember that, especially now, like giving ourselves compassion, grace. And like, I was even having a conversation with my husband over the weekend about something. And he's like, Ashley, you need to be nicer to yourself. Like, just be kind to yourself. Like we, I, like, I feel like I'm my own toughest critic sometimes. Yes. True of everyone. You know? yeah. yeah. And, and kind of, we go back to um, when we get in that funk, we go back to kind of our, our lowest common denominator, you know? Of, yeah, absolutely. What we, what we were, you know, like for me, like as an ex-dancer, it's like the body image thing. And you, you can just go back there so quickly, even after you've worked and worked and worked, you know, you just have to keep practicing and practicing. But with kids, a lot of times what we'll do is ring a bell or we'll do a guided meditation so that we're helping them to come back. Because if they, or you, or me, if any of us, if, if our mind doesn't stray, we're not really practicing. You know, it has to stray to practice strengthening the coming back. 
So we're always trying to strengthen that. So we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace. Like uh, you don't just start a meditation practice and sit in some Zen-like state. <laughs> you know. Well, well, good, because I think that that is what a lot of people think. I think, you know. I think you're I right. <laughs> yeah. I think people say, well, I guess that's where I can be a teacher too, because people who know me, like they say, I can't, I can never practice uh, meditation. Like I'm all over the place. Like, do you know me? Like I'm all, I am so scattered all over the place, but I think what it does, what the yoga does and also what the mindfulness and then together like movement and breath are like, that's like a huge other thing. Um, But what it does is gives us balance and it's kind of like an anchor so I think the world can rock you and then you come back to that kind of homeostasis, that equilibrium, like a little bit faster next time because you have that good practice and that good anchor. And then guess what? The world happens again and you yeah. swirl and then you come back. Um, but the practice is in the coming back, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, that's so true. Nancy, this has been like so great. Tell our listeners how they can find you and find out about the Calm in the Box. Okay. Well, Calm in the Box is on my website called cornerofthesky.love, which I love. Who knew you could get a dot love? <laughs> I had no idea you could get a dot love. That's amazing. I know. I didn't know that either. I, well, I had someone help me because, you know, technology. <laughs> so, but she told me I could. So, she helped me get cornerofthesky.love, and it has a little bit about all the different types of classes that I typically teach, but right now I'm still not teaching very much. I'm going to school. I just started my first um, outdoor classes here in Ashburn. Amazing. So that's, it's fun just to see people again. <laughs> yes. But it has a little bit of uh, all the different types of classes I teach. And it has a drop down for Calm in the Box as well. Please go check out Nancy. The Calm in the Box is amazing. My kids love it. I love it. Uh, Nancy, thank you so much. It's so amazing to reconnect with you. Um, I all these love you so much. I know. And it's just such an honor to have you on our show. And I know our, our listeners and our audience is going to find so much value from yep. this. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you all so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a great time. Thank you. And this is wonderful. And thank you so much for the, for the uh, calming box. Oh, you're I so love welcome. It. And Ashley, I can't wait to get the picture of your daughter. I'm going to be looking. Yes, gosh, absolutely. I know. So fun. Thank you, Nancy. And all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in once again. We appreciate you. If you have, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any topics that you want us to discuss, if you want to be a, be a guest, reach out to us. Bye. See ya.